With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Christmas week. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. Booze. No, not, not booze. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in Prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, right now. Do it. And use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code DNVR. This Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You're telling me you're able to keep notes in your brain, Will? Right up here. Wow. Don't even have to write them down. You just put up the notes. No, yeah. I use my brain for the important stuff, like the time of possession uh, in a week 16 Broncos Raiders game in a year where neither of them are going to the playoffs. Yeah. We'll get into time of possession. Uh, Broncos fans are officially free. Free from the shackles that tricked us into believing we had a chance to get into the postseason. Technically, mathematically, there's still a chance. But I think we're all sold on the fact ain't freaking happening. The Raiders just embarrassed the Broncos. And not by beating them handily. No. By letting them hang in the game and holding them to 18 rushing yards. 13-7, Thirteen to seven, the Raiders get this win, and I gotta admit, it's one of the dumbest Broncos losses of the season. We're gonna discuss it today, of course. But first, I gotta mention today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Just use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings. 
and they'll take care of all of your needs, especially if you bet on the Broncos rushing yards being the under. <laughs> uh, also, my coffee company, benchwarmerbrew.com. Christmas is over. Maybe you didn't get everything you wanted. And hopefully the thing you didn't want to get was some craft coffee. And now you got a little cash. Maybe you won on DraftKings. Give it to me. And then I will give a little bit of that to Will, just a tiny bit, um, by purchasing Benchwarmer Brew Dog. Mostly I'll just give Will another Benchwarmer t-shirt. Yep. But we got good coffee. Getting some good reviews on Twitter from people, tweeting me pictures, saying the coffee is actually really good. I like that people are surprised that my coffee is actually very good quality. Like, this is actually really good, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't sell shit. I wouldn't shell... Well... To be honest, if I could package dog shit and sell it for a profit, I probably would. And that's yeah, what I would also yeah. call the Broncos offense. To, really quick, just to quote Quentin Tarantino in Pulp Fiction, I know it's good shit. I'm the one who buys it. it. And that, we're not going to quote anything else that he says in that movie. What's um, the full, What's the quote there? I'm not getting into that. <laughs> no, what's the first part of it? The one you want to say. Oh, he's like... Um, no, the coffee is Samuel Jackson tells him it's good coffee. And he, he's like, I know it's good. My wife buys shit. I buy the gourmet shit, whatever. <laughs> and then, then there's some landmines that we don't want to really step on uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. But where, where do we start here? Where do we start? I mean, the Broncos. Yes. First of all, yes. Think for strong. The Broncos got owned in total yards, time of possession, First downs, 22 to 8. Yep. And there's a lot of reasons they lost this game. Uh, a lot of reasons they a lot of reasons they could have won. But if you just go down the box score and take a look, um, this game very easily could have been uh, you know, a two score game rather than a four point game. Yeah. Uh the Raiders had more rushing yards than the Broncos had passing yards. Um, nice. the Broncos net 18 rushing yards. Melvin Gordon held to negative four rushing yards. Every play, it, it wasn't really Melvin Gordon's fault per se. Every, it seemed like every play that got completely blown up on the run attempt, Gordon just happened to be in the game and happened to take a four or five yard loss. That right. said, Javante Williams, pretty damn good at turning a four or five yard loss into a no gain. <laughs> I think a little bit better than Gordon at that. Uh, the Broncos rushing total would be even worse, but Drew Locke had 10 yards. And well, the best, the best run of the game was Drew Locke's five yard quarterback sneak early on. Yeah. And then what could have been the second best run of the game was Drew Locke running on, I think, third down. It was. And then he just darted towards the sideline <laughs> while I think it was the Raiders corner just snuck in underneath and chased him down. And Locke, all he had to do was turn up and dive forward with his long, lengthy body to pick up the two yards. But after that, he threw a, a deep pass to Cortland Sutton on fourth down to keep the drive alive. That the Broncos eventually shit away. They shit away by getting in like a fourth and 16 and then punting there after they went for it in their own territory. I don't it's, I don't know yeah. why they, they punted there. Um, and 
then the Raiders ran out the clock. Foster Moreau got behind the defense on a third and two. I bring this up because it was a nice play call by the Raiders. Third and two. They're running the ball down the Broncos' throat. Play action. Got the guy. Easy throw for Derek Carr. And here's what really pisses me off about this loss. More than the Broncos not being able to run the ball, which I want to talk about more because they were starting uh, Austin Schlotterman. Schlotterman? Slaughterhouse? Schlotterman? Kyle Slaughter. Kyle Slaughter was starting at center for the Broncos, and a lot of people were like, he was not good, and that was part of the reason the run game didn't work. Well, Jonathan Taylor didn't have four of his linemen this week and still got over 100 yards, so not going to buy it. Uh, what pissed me off was the Broncos' defense gets three turnovers in this game. They pick off Derek Carr. It was Bradley Chubb had the play of the game. Tip, right. pick to himself, takes it down to the one, that sets up the Broncos' only touchdown, which ironically was a fucking rushing touchdown. Uh, and then they caused two fumbles, almost three, but uh, Josh Jacobs was down. But they got Josh Jacobs to fumble, and Shelby Harris strip sacks Derek Carr. They only get 10 points out of those turnovers. Uh, Should have gotten 13 minimally. Should have been 17. That should have been the difference in the game, the three turnovers, because the Broncos' offense... Zero turnovers. So if you tell me the Denver offense is going to turn it over zero times, especially with Drew Locke, and uh, the Raiders are going to turn it over turn it over three times, I'm going to think the Broncos got a pretty good chance to win. And they did, but they didn't. Will they did it? They did, but they didn't. That, that kind of feels like it. That kind of sums it up right there. I mean, it literally took Bradley Chubb picking off the ball in spectacular fashion and carrying it down to the half foot line yeah. to get this team in the end zone today. Yeah. Which again, like to your point, how many times do teams go up plus three in turnover margin and lose the game by four points? Probably when Aaron Rodgers is playing uh, Tom Brady in the playoffs. But other than that, I don't know. <laughs> that would be one such instance. Absolutely. Um, no, and the, to your point about Drew Locke, too, like you don't turn the ball over at all with Drew Locke as your quarterback. You're expecting very, very good things. I mean, you're expecting that with any quarterback. Uh, but no, it's like Drew kind of, you know, he he made some, some throws down the field, a couple of throws, you know, the one to Judy that he dropped, and then Sutton I felt like he should have gotten two feet down on the sideline. So he attempted some throws, a few overthrows, too, but – you know, on third downs especially, he was kind of playing like Teddy Bridgewater, throwing the ball short of the sticks and taking yeah. bad sacks. And I think they ended up something like one out of ten on third down. Yeah, that's in front of me, right. but it was uh, it was pretty awful. It was like one for ten with an average of nine yards to go, which you know you could just copy and paste that from any other game this season. Or any yeah. other loss, especially. Except for when they play the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, exactly. I thought this would have like the – I might have to go to Denver or uh, ESPN for those stats, but win probability. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least so we Drew know Locke, the win probability. Yeah, it was zero. Officially zero for the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, third down and – not not throwing 
anywhere close to the third down marker is my least favorite Broncos play from this season. And it seems mm-hmm. like it's always Noah Fant who is running a two yard route somehow. The third and nine and your your safety guy is your say your check down is running a two yard passing route. Why not why not six? Why not eight? Why not even closer? I don't know. Because even when it is closer, they're still tackled immediately. So, yeah, I would say Drew Locke should have been better on third down. But he had no help. And I can't even blame Drew Locke for this loss. Because the running game wasn't there at all. And I don't think that's Locke's fault. I don't even necessarily think it's the running back's fault. I think the Raiders exploited the Broncos having to put Schlotman at center. And they just blew up the line of scrimmage for the Broncos. It just wasn't going to work. And the Raiders aren't even that good against the run. 19th in the NFL in rushing yards per game. They're third tied, third worst with the Texans for points allowed per game. And the Broncos could only muster 13. So the Broncos really underperformed in every way Mm -hmm. possible. But Drew Locke saw Jerry Judy drop a pass. He saw Tim Patrick let a ball go right through his hands. Albert O kind of dropped one. It was a deep shot to Albert O where the Raider kind of got his hand in there, but Albert O got both hands on the ball at one point there, but still couldn't catch it. You mentioned Cortland Sutton not being able to get his feet in there. So this seems to happen with Drew Locke more than Teddy. And maybe Drew Locke puts a little more steam on his passes. I don't fucking know, but the drops were there. They were there. And then they also had a series where they get in, they get into enemy territory. And then like freaking clockwork, Garrett Bowles flagged for hands to the face. I think it's a ticky tacky call. Uh, It was like Bowles went to hit the shoulder pad. And I think his hand just hit the dude's face. It was pretty brief too. It wasn't like he, he held it there. I'm not even blaming Bowles. I'm not even using Bulls as the scapegoat, but it just was a penalty at the wrong time. And that was followed by a false start. So it's not just a 15-yarder. Then you throw in five more, and you're screwed out of points. And the other thing that pissed me off, Will, was they get after the turnover. It's third down. They throw it to Cortland Sutton, two yards short of the third down marker. He's tackled for a loss, but the refs say he oh yeah yeah he went in his own volition in the wrong fourth direction and four. fourth and four and apparently that takes up too much time the refs are trying to decide what the fuck to do Vic Fangio decides to kick a 55 yarder McManus misses it shanks it then McManus is pissed at Fangio because Fangio didn't call a timeout in that situation is what Twitter's told me I didn't understand why McManus was so mad during the game because I'm live streaming. A lot's kind of going on, so I'm not paying attention to when Fangio should and should you know, maybe use a timeout. But if McManus expected his head coach to give him an advantage with a timeout, he should go play for the Patriots because Fangio's not the right guy to do it. Will, what were your thoughts on that timeout, and would you, would you have kicked the field goal in that situation? No. They settled for three long field – I think there were three long field goals. A couple of 55-yarders. Obviously, one of them um, – one of them, like, bent space and time to tuck in through yeah. the upright. 
Um, and the other one landed. <laughs> the other one landed in Henderson, Nevada. So uh, a mixed bag on those. Uh, one of them yeah. was just perfectly split the uprights. Um, no, but I of course I don't like settling for field goals. I think there's one where they kind of had to, and then a couple a couple where it was. Um, you know, it was debatable. And if it's debatable in your seven and seven, there should be no argument. Just go for it. Just go for it. Yeah. Your job's on the line. You don't win games settling for field goals. I know you had this whole thing after the Chargers uh, blew it against the Chiefs, but they weren't at the goal line and they weren't moving the ball well. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, bold play typically gets rewarded and cowardly play or or decision making comes back to haunt you almost uh almost always yeah i think like i'm a fan of taking the points in close division games uh but a 55 yard field goal is a lower probability make and i think based on that situation you just got a a free opportunity based on a defensive turnover no, you weren't moving the ball particularly well through the game, but I feel like in that moment, you got to just go for it. And it's because you are seven and seven. You're basically giving up after you miss that shit. And even after that, the Broncos still had a chance. They're only down right. four points. I think they would have went up. They're down by one point at that time, I believe, before the Raiders kicked a field goal. And, you know, it's just another game where the defense kept them in, kept them in the game, and the offense did nothing. And it was just weird because this time around, we haven't seen the Broncos running game be handled this this way. Yeah, like, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, because the Broncos defense did give up uh, 129 yards to Josh Jacobs. The opening series after halftime – he had 25 yards in the first half. He had 57 on the opening series after halftime. And the second half, they were able to run the ball a lot more effectively. And they kept yeah, doing it. It, it came working. out of nowhere. It, it came yeah. out of nowhere. It felt like Jonas Griffith was playing really well Yeah, in the first half. I don't know. Like Hard to tell just watching the, the broadcast and watching it live. But I don't know. Maybe they found something that they could exploit and took advantage of it. But to me, that was just halftime adjustments on their side and a lack thereof on our side. And like, if you look at the record, you know Fangio leading by three points or more at half was, you know, like maybe eighteen and one heading into this game. When he's down, uh, he's got like two wins uh, post halftime, but. Unable to make adjustments. The Raiders did it. Broncos couldn't counter it. They had, they had no retort. And, no, uh, none. It, they just felt – it felt like the levees broke on defense a little bit. And they really didn't have to pass the ball until that one throw to, to Foster Moreau, which was the obviously the backbreaker, the season ender, the yeah. merciful season ender, the one that, that freed us from our shackles. It did Thank free God. us. Um, yeah, Broncos, yeah, full draft mode and losing does help their draft spot. 
Just eight first downs for the Broncos to the Raiders 22. Third down efficiency, you're right, one of 10. Both teams one for one on fourth down. Oh, we're. I thought that double us up on yardage. Yeah. Plus some. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the Broncos passing yards, like 153. That's fine. That's kind of on par with Teddy, right? <laughs> Whatever. Should, a bad game from Teddy. You should not be saying that's fine. But that's how we are. Yeah. That's how broken we're, we are as fans. We're so truly rushing yards. Oh, to the Raiders, 160. Oh, my God. Uh, And the Broncos gave up that touchdown in the first half to Hunter Renfro. It was the back corner of the end zone. It was just a really good throw by Derek Carr. Kareem Jackson was in the area. Wasn't, like, perfect coverage. like, But he was there. It was just a good throw. Hunter Renfro makes a great catch. Um, but it was just basically right after halftime, the Raiders came out, ran it down their throat, scored again, took back the lead. And that was it. 14. Like they didn't even need to kick that other field goal because they would have won 14, 13. Yeah. And the kind of infuriating part about this is this is not the team that the Raiders have been all season. It's kind of the opposite of who they've been. Obviously, you know, Josh Jacobs was a guy who, going into this game was averaging 3.8 yards per carry. You know, the league average is 4.2. So it, it it really just makes so little sense. And that's kind of one of the weird things about playing divisional rivals. Um, but I, what do you say? Like four straight losses to the Raiders, four straight. Uh, yeah, they're – what it's like fans are like one in eight against him or some shit. I think he's right? one he's in one in five. One in five. Yeah, because he's gotten three full series against yeah, them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, don't know if there's gonna gonna be another one. <laughs> they're just not good. They should like I get the Chiefs because the Chiefs are very good every year, and you just can't compete with that and you're losing, but like the Raiders. They should have one or two wins in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it, it really doesn't The only time they beat the Raiders is when they don't need to. Kubiak. Exactly. Yeah, when it fucks when it up our draft, up pick. draft position. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It makes it makes very little sense. And the Raiders, it feels like they just have a, a litany of ways to to beat us up and they they prove it every time. They can yeah. go deep on us. They can dink and dunk us they can run the ball down our throats they really just they become the 1989 49ers um whenever they're matched up against us yeah and was Derek Carr wasn't even that good today uh didn't matter and yes matter. Michael we need to clean house well they just need to find the right coaching staff I don't know if you need to clean house you need to clean there. certain parts of your house it's like yeah. overall, your house is messy, but really your bathrooms are getting a little disgusting. You need to kind of deep clean there. Vacuum. Dust. You got to dust. You got to dust. dust. And gotta- dust might number one is Pat Shermer. Correct. He's dusty. Special teams He's was old. fine today. Special teams. 
has been um, if you don't think about special teams after the game, generally that's okay. I mean, they did miss a 55-yard field goal um, on a play where arguably, you know, they they didn't know that they were going to be out there. So that might be a, a lack of organization, yeah, lack of leadership. Exactly. Maybe like Tom McMahon on third down is is like, hey guys, if we don't convert here, are we going to attempt the field goal? Okay, yeah. let me get McManus and the guys ready. Do you think McManus though should have just called the timeout himself if he's not ready? Like, oh yeah, I think if you're exactly, I think if you're a captain or if you have, you know, he is the longest tenured player on the team. I yeah. think that gives you the ability to call time if you've been there longer than the head coach you can call timeouts yeah like if you if you're the kicker it's an important kick yeah super bowl winner and you're in that situation i think you have every right to call the timeout and be like hey we need we're not ready let me set up this kick it's not an easy one uh you know and just give me a second to get ready for this worst case scenario you're gonna miss and it's the exact same result anyway best case scenario you kick it in there and you have a lead and maybe something happens a little bit differently after that should but. brandon mcmanus maybe be calling all the timeouts regardless should of brandon mcmanus be the head coach <laughs> we should bring him on to discuss <laughs> i wonder i think he'll um given how his interactions with vic fangio usually end up um he might agree with us that's fair. Yeah, I, don't think I don't think he loves Fangio. He's not a Fangio. You know what I am a Fangio of? DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated nice. sportsbook app. Mm, 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 nice. Mm, mm. Nice. Now an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, yo, check it out. Use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings. They're going to hook you up. They're going to probably match your deposit bonus. Maybe. They'll give you $5 if you bet it on an NBA team to win. And if they do, $150 in free bets. And actually, when you use DraftKings, they're giving you, there's like every day you go in there, there are new like free bets and different ways to bet. It's like, hey, place a bet on, uh, place one bet on, you know, each each league this week, and we're going to give you $150 free dollars in bets to play with. Like, I can't even keep track of all the ways they give you to turn no money into some money. Now, I, I made an interesting bet today. It okay. was a prop bet for touchdown scores. $20 bet that would have been a $2,000 payout, and it was just three prop bets. I think I hit the, the second two, but the first one was risky, and I knew it was risky, but it was Cam Newton to be the first touchdown scorer against the Buccaneers. Ooh. And Cam's not been good, but usually the Panthers, on their first drive or two, score a rushing touchdown with Cam before they don't score any more touchdowns for the rest of the game, and the Panthers were in scoring position with Cam Newton, and they got shut out. Three <laughs> plays in a row. But had he done that, I think I would have won two grand. 
So there are fun ways to build bets. That's the point. Code DNVR when you sign up DraftKings. Safe, secure, reliable. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I have a a bet for you. Do you think, would you bet on Vic Fangio keeping his job? I would take the no. I would take the no. Okay, so if you if you think that, and if you've decided that he's not going to make it, regardless of how the last two games go, they could win both those games, and you know you're not making it the playoffs at this point, but they could finish nine and eight. Would you rather do that and then fire him, or just fire him tomorrow because you get the two week head start yeah. on interviewing head coaches? Because we know, you know, yeah. the, the Jaguars are already they're going after guys like. Doug Peterson, Byron, <clears throat> Byron Leftwich, Jim Caldwell. Peterson is a guy who they could be interested in, potentially. Why, you know, if you if you really are sure, if you're if you're set on not bringing him back, why not pull the trigger now and get a head start? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, hmm. I don't, I think I'd I don't have to ask about the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Again, I, uh, I I took your quote and said he should be in prison, uh, and, I, and I believe that. Ten Throw years. Ten years. Well, let's see here. Year. Two years. He's been here two years. It, it feels like ten years. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. He needs to pay like his debt to society yeah. and also us. Yes. Um, I would probably, if I had decided Fangio wasn't the answer moving forward, and I think George Payton has probably decided that, and I think I was on the fence about it because I don't hate Fangio and I don't think he's a horrible head coach, but this is another example of him having an opportunity to get a, a key win against a beatable team at an important point in the season. And he wasn't able to deliver. And I think you could blame a lot of that on coaching and the adjustments that the Raiders made as opposed yep. to what the Broncos weren't able to do. Uh, maybe even evaluating your depth at key positions like center. Uh, like if you want to blame it all on Austin Schlotman coming in and, and starting in a, a bad spot, like you need to have a guy there that can not net you negative four yards from, you know, one of your top two running backs. And I'm not saying it's all his fault, but uh, you, you can't lose a center and that be the reason you couldn't run for more than 18 yards on offense. So is that Fangio? I don't really know. But if I decided to fire him, then yes, I would do it tomorrow and get my head search. I get my, uh, well, here's the, I would want the the extra two weeks, right? And maybe get yes. a guy before he becomes available to teams who go willy nilly on firing their head coach. The problem though for the Broncos is who the hell do you, Oh, no, I know. I bring Mike Munchak, my interim head coach. And yeah, I actually might consider Mike Munchak as my next head coach. I don't know. I think you'd interview him. I'd interview give, him. But, like, him yeah, shot. I'd go with Mike Munchak as the interim. And I would keep Pat Shermer to ensure that we lost the final two games so that we were in yeah. the best possible position draft-wise and or draft capital-wise to get the quarterbacks that we want. Yeah, because you're you're eleventh right now. Let's see if so. If they finish seven and ten, 
I'd probably put him in the top eight. Oh, just guessing. That, that feels pretty good. They could have theoretically move in the top eight. They could take. They could have the second. They could have their second choice at QB at that position. That's right. And that could probably be Carson Strong. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, let's let's just take a take a shot on a first round QB. I mean, you're spending that first rounder on a QB in one form or another. So oh, yeah. you want it to be as valuable as possible now that you're not mathematically, but for all intents and purposes, um, eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. Um, here's a script I started without telling you, Will. Uh-huh. Ranking the best QBs for the Broncos. Number nine, Deshaun Watson. Number eight, <laughs> Matt Ryan. Number seven, Malik Willis. Number six, Tyler Huntley. Number five, Jimmy Garoppolo. But then Garoppolo played, played like crap this weekend. Four, Gardner Minshew. Three, Carson Strong. Two, Russell Wilson. One, Aaron Rodgers. I did not put Pickett on this list because I assumed he would be off the board and not a real possibility, but I would throw him in there as well. Depends where the Steelers are picking. That's true. I think they are the highest on him. Spencer O'Neill, Super Chat, I love you too. Will loves you. Appreciate it. Again, Spencer. was not Horsecock Lock's fault. But he no. didn't really elevate anybody around him as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what is – let me try to find the draft order. Yeah, so obviously the teams that you know are going to be picking top five, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting So I was thinking about it. How many teams in the top five – aren't going to take a quarterback. Jaguars, not going to take a quarterback. The Jets, I don't believe, are going to take a quarterback. Detroit, probably, I don't know. Detroit needs a quarterback, obviously. I don't know if they'll take a quarterback at two. Wow. Houston, look at I, this. the way Davis Mills has played, I don't know if Houston takes a quarterback. And then obviously the Giants said that they're – Oh, Not please let the Giants me. stay with Daniel Jones. Because here's what's crazy right now. The Jets yeah. are at seven. The Giants are at eight. And the Jets and Giants are already picking at four and five because those picks are coming in via trades they made. So I would have to assume both picks seven and eight are up for grabs if neither the Giants or Jets want a QB. If the Giants or Jets... Dude, well, the Giants don't want to, or the Jets definitely aren't going to take a QB. But let's just say the Giants do actually decide, hey, let's take a QB at five. Then they might not want to trade pick number eight because then they're going to want to add a top 10 draft pick to help their young QB. Yeah. But I would imagine number seven, that Jets pick is up for grabs. Now, the Broncos, I guess, depending on what Washington and Atlanta do, the best they can really get is spot nine. Yeah, that's because true. Because then you're counting on the Giants, Jets, and Panthers to win out to even be feels, able to. Feels unlikely. Yeah. So ninth overall, the Steelers now are way behind the Broncos. So, yeah, there could be any quarterback available all the way at 11. 
or I would assume a couple guys are going to go early, either a team like the well, the Giants, the Panthers, the the Panthers got to take a QB. The Falcons, you would think, are going to take a quarterback. The football team's going to take a quarterback. So I think you got to trade up to get a guy you want, probably. I do too. Still. Like I, I think if you like a guy, the Bears liked a guy. They traded up. They were aggressive. The 49ers, obviously. Who knows uh, if they got the guy that Kyle Shanahan actually wanted, but they traded up to three and got a guy. Um, yeah, obviously, like it's the most important position times ten. Yeah. If if you identify a guy that you're that you're set on, you know, there's no price too high. Right. No. Virtually. It's kind of hyperbole, but yeah. The Broncos basically they need to lose out. I think that's in their best interest. And, and you and, and we're I, playing the Chargers and the Chiefs, so it's it's not um, a far yeah. cry from what's going to happen. <laughs> Although the Chargers managed to lose to the freaking Texans today. That's what's so, so funny is if the Broncos had won, they would have <clears throat> things would have been open. The Broncos are to the Chargers who the Raiders are to the Broncos, and the cycle just goes round yeah. and round. Yeah. Uh, and the Chargers, they have almost by unanimous consent a great head coach, by unanimous consent a great quarterback, and they still just can't figure it out. Sitting yeah, I mean, they got diced up by Rex Burkhead for 149 yards and a pair of touchdowns. God. And Davis Mills looked better than Justin Herbert today. Today. Yeah, just Herbert today. threw a couple picks. Looked at. Oh yeah, look at this, man! Raiders, Chargers sitting there at eight and seven apiece. Chargers on a two-game lose streak. It was there. Those field goals look even dumber now, don't they? <laughs> Chargers or lack thereof of field goals. Um, yeah. So Denver needs to lose out. If they take Carson Strong, I'll be excited. Um, what was that you retweeted? Pro Football Focus said he had 54 big-time throws the last two seasons, most of any college QB. He pushes the ball down the field. Guys, I mean, everybody wants someone who's going to push the ball down the field after a year of Teddy Bridgewater. So Yeah, big-time throws. Sin Pai, $5 super chat. How about giving Detroit Locke and a fourth-rounder for Goff? Goff owned the cards and has done good with talent around him, Rams. I don't want to pay Jared Goff's salary next year. Uh, we'll just give you Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, I like in a vacuum. I like Goff as like a – if you yeah. draft a guy and you get Goff for the transition period or just like back up Goff, yeah. perfectly fine. Goff yeah. and no other <laughs> options is um, – it's, it's hell. It's hell on earth. Yeah. For another year, Goff to me is like a like Teddy Bridgewater, but I think Goff pushes the ball down the field a little more, and but not much. <laughs> like not really. Uh, no, I'm not interested in Goff at all. I just told you the guys I wanted. I gave you the list. The list is out there. The list. We'll make a video on it. Has been shared. Debate with a wall, as the kids say. Yeah. 
what else do the kids say? Eat grass or something? Eat my shorts. Look at grass. Point at grass. Yeah. Jake Peter, $5 super chat. Pat Shermer is the best defensive coordinator the Raiders have ever had. True. <laughs> Very true. Correct. It's a solid. That sounds like a joke Will and I would write for sure. Or a joke I would throw in after Will wrote a decent script. Yeah, I'm trying to think how many like how many points we've scored against the well, I guess they actually scored a few in the season finale last year. <clears throat> other than that, it's just been it's three been miserable. Three disasters. Yeah. <laughs> three absolute disasters against the Raiders with, with Pat Shermer calling the plays. You know, Does and, he need yeah. glasses? What's that? Or just to go down to the sideline, maybe? Felt like he was better uh, calling plays as a head coach. Shermer? Yeah, get him get him on the sideline. Change something up. I mean, it's a no, boot he point likes to be in the booth. Right now. You think Vic Fangio, did, like he was critical of the Broncos in his post game today. Yeah. But this is, this is not a new issue. <laughs> they don't fix shit that's broken. They just keep doing the thing they do he, well, which is play defense. He can't be and critical then... of the Broncos. He is the Broncos. Yeah. Vic I mean, is? What? Just go go find the nearest mirror. I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Ooh. I'm asking him to change his play calls. I'm asking him to change his plays. Uh, yeah. So the Chiefs, what they clinched, they're in. Chiefs Again. are on their way to the number one seed in the AFC. Unless, yeah. No, I mean they, it, <clears throat> the Bills and the Titans both have the tiebreaker against them, but Chiefs are probably just going to win out at this point. Everybody's like, yeah. okay, well, you know, we play the Chiefs week 18. They'll be resting their starters at that point. What are, are we going to beat Chad Henney and the Chiefs? No. No, we already we already lost to the Chiefs without Mahomes. At this point, like, I, I don't want to beat the Chiefs. I don't want to no. beat the Chiefs because it, it would be a meaningless win to end the streak, and it would just screw us over. And probably screw us out of Carson Strong. Who's your favorite QB in the college draft not named Carson or Carson Strong or anything related to Carson Strong? Probably Corral. I like Corral. Corral. Yeah. He's 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 efficient. He's a good runner. He's got a nice nice quick release. I like the quick release. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I I, I think he'll probably be the first one to go. Although, who knows? Pickett's really picking up steam, but yeah, it's little baby hands. Come on, got those golf hands. <laughs> I told you I measured my hands, and they were so Pickett's like eight and one eight inches. That's like my hand size. Yeah, I measured mine, and I'm at like nine and a fourth, which I feel like when I grip a ball. My hands feel too small sometimes. Yeah, mine feel tiny on a football. Uh, I'm assuming I you, did a, you measure pinky to thumb, but yeah, no, I I did a video where I measured them. This is an old video. 
a weird one I did. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was when Brady is deflate gate and it was the air pressure. I did scientific air measure measurements by throwing footballs and toilets, real stupid stuff. But I measured my hands and they were eight something. And because uh, I was like relating, like I was trying to say Tom Brady had small hands because when you have small hands, it's harder to grip a inflated football. And when they're a little deflated, it's a little easier. So that was the point. And so, yeah, that's like really small for quarterback hands. Supposed like to be the smallest ever in the combine. Low nines. Low nines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Goff was, but Goff was pretty small. I don't know what Daniel yeah. Jones was, but, you know, I'm not sure if Daniel Jones has small hands or if he just like fumbles a lot, dips its hands in Crisco before he takes the snap. Yeah. It's like, Daniel, why are you fumbling so much? Well, I keep yeah. eating these like, uh, greasy fries and chicken wings before the game you're really sweaty time to wash my hands <laughs> yeah uh daniel. if we just get like if we get daniel jones a, a a towel to tuck into his pants he's gonna become the most no efficient quarterback of all time <laughs> no fumbles exactly uh, russell wilson aaron Rodgers, gigantic hands big hands big old hands that's the thing is like we were we were so obsessed with height when the real the real indicator is hand size pause that's that you need those, those meaty paws meaty paws yep no one cares if you're you know five seven five eight six eleven nine inch hands for goth the nine inch yeah. nails i want my qbs to have 10 inch hands honestly yeah I want them. I want them to wrap around the football so their thumb touches their ring finger. Yes. <laughs> I want them. I want them that big. I want the way a basketball looks in Shaq's hands to be the same for a football in my QB's hands. Yeah, I think that's the perfect quarterback, in my opinion. And Goff is not bad. I think the Lions would actually beat the Falcons today if Goff were playing. They would have. Anyway, appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We made it through. We ranted about the Broncos. We are looking for their next QB offensive coordinator. Of course, we'll have a billion videos about it before. Well, coach will come pretty quick, but uh, coach will be soon. It'll be an off season. Obviously, two more games left. Let's hope they lose. Let's just fast forward that part. Yeah, I'm gonna go get upstairs in time to put my baby down to bed and will appreciate you joining me always good night john la's giant hands it's christmas week and DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit Booze. No, not, not booze. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in Prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
right now. Do it. And use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code DNVR. This Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.